Hello, everyone. This is Tommy at World at War Comics. Another amazing show. But before we get into it, please give us a like, give us a subscribe. That really helps out the channel and allows us to bring more interviews of comic creators, writers, artists, and everything in between. All right. Without further ado, we have Courtney and Brian. Um, they are the artists and writers of a new comic called The Atonement Saga, which will be out in 2024. Um, they also are writing that under their own publishing company called Archaic Comics. Um, it sounds like it's going to be amazing, but if you don't know how to make a comic book or everything that goes into it, this is a great podcast for you. You're going to hear all the back and forth of creating comics and really how difficult it is, but what a passion that usually is driving that comic book. And you could definitely see that in Courtney and Brian. So without further ado, please join me in welcoming these two gentlemen as we talk comics. All right, everyone, have a great week. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. We got two amazing guests today. We got Courtney Jones and we got Brian Vreeland. Guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Can't wait to dig into all the things that you guys are doing on your new comic book. Thanks for having us. Yeah, man. Yeah, great to have you. So um, I got pretty excited. I started back and forth with Courtney about, I don't know, maybe a week ago, Courtney, maybe not even that long. And then he introduced me via TikTok to Brian. This is the, <laughs> yeah. the two-man duo for the Atonement Saga, a new comic book coming sometime this year, right? I know you guys are thinking I hope, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> next year. Maybe next year. Hey, man. I, I made a mistake on my own comic book saying, it'll be out in February. And then it's like March. Like, it'll be out at the end of March. And <laughs> finally, I said, it's coming in 2023. So I want to be really careful that I don't put you guys in a quarter on a date. That first one is always the toughest, but uh, super excited to go through the process and to hear where you're at and then to be able to relate. Cause I think there's a lot of folks out there that have a passion for comics that want to create their own comic book. I think they need to know that it's not as simple as uh, coming up with an idea, man. So, no, it is not. <laughs> so maybe we'll start um, with uh, each of you. Uh, maybe Brian, we'll start with you. Let's just talk. Let's just go way back. Right. When did the passion for comic books start, Brian? And then we'll go to uh, you, Courtney, after that. Well, art came first. So my mom was single mom. Yeah. Um, something for her she could do to help distract me from other parts of the world. So she tried to do a little bit of drawing. Yeah. My mom was good. Not the greatest, but she was mom. She tried. Yeah, yeah. Um, she had a few people in her life that were a little artistic. Um, kind of got my hands a little bit of an old Conan comic book from that guy. He kind of showed nice. me how to do barbarians. You know, growing up in the 80s, yeah. A lot of your heroes are Schwarzenegger, so they're muscles. They're they're yeah. men fan of the eighties, you know, the action heroes. Everyone's got muscles. So it was really easy to go into that Conan book a little bit and look at it. Um she married somebody down the road and uh the, the uncle uh for me was a big collector of comics. Uh, and he had a couple of books and he's like, you know what? I think I really like this book. And he had me an uncanny X-Men book. Nice with Jim Lee from Jim Lee during like this the scroll <laughs> series, and I was like, that was it. Yeah. I was like, because I'm a big detail person, I like a lot of lines, a lot of a lot of value in those shadows and the, the shadowing shading you get from that. Yeah. Um. So that's where I kind of started. That sort of looking at it and like, as a kid, you're you're still trying to find yourself as your your style, your technique. So I did a lot of like 
taking Jimmy Lee's picture, redrawing it again. How do you draw this, this, this thigh? How do you draw this wrist? Why is it like this? Yeah. Uh, very much. You'll see a lot of image stuff on my artwork. A lot. Of, and kind of like thinking Courtney's too. He's a big image guy too. We kind of yeah. grew up that era. So yep. but for me, it's a lot of detail work, a lot of lines and maybe unnecessary lines. <laughs> but it's, I mean, I want to give people that read my stuff, look at my stuff or read the book value for what you're getting. You're paying sure. hard money for it. I want to give you value that I got from those artists when I got yeah. clicking comic books. Yeah. But then Kenny X-Men, though, that was the thing that started the whole thing. And it became like every day. And I became like spending money, birthday money, Christmas money on comic books. I'm spending, like going and get a full-time job, dropping $400 a month in comic <laughs> shop. But like between the 90s, like with the image, I was grabbing 30 titles a month plus. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I think that's a really good start of your uh, experience in going books is Jim Lee on Uncanny X-Men, man. That's, yeah. I think um, a lot of people got hooked. Yeah. And then I kind of follow them. So I kind of, most of my comic books, I kind of follow artists, yeah. being artists myself. And that's why I kind of like, unfortunately for writers, it's not good for <laughs> them. <laughs> but that's where I kind of am in the, in the comic book world. And I kind of just love that aspect of it, that you can get your art out there. People fall in love with your style, follow you know, in that aspect as well. That's awesome, man. How about you, Courtney? When when did your passion for comics start? Man, like years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't uh I always always drew uh I drew stuff uh, that I saw. I used to where I'll put a piece of paper down, I'll have something and I'll draw it. Not yeah. trace it, but draw it. And so I have a lot of I guess, uh, artistic people in my family, you know, mm -hmm. it, uh, starts from my dad, which I found out not too long ago. He's artistic. Um, not autistic. Yeah. Artistic, you know? <laughs> I was thinking in my mind when Brian yeah. said that, I'm like, just everybody he said so, artistic. Yeah. My, my aunt, um, I remember when I was younger, <laughs> she, she wanted me to go this, there's this, this big school here in Milwaukee called my ad. It's, uh, some people love it. Like, yeah, but it's, yeah, it's very expensive. Yeah. And at the time, um, they liked my art, you know. And so I, I thought at first I was all hyped about going, but then they were, they didn't have a degree program. Now they do, but they didn't. And so my stupid butt was like, oh, I'm okay. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so, But when it came to art with comics is when I was younger. Like you said, with Jim Lee, 100%. I love Jim Lee. My favorite comic book artist is Jim Lee. I don't care what nobody says. <laughs> Freaking awesome, right? Yeah. Matter of fact, I'm going to see him in September, I believe. I, yeah. yeah. At somewhere and I can't remember, but I'm going to see him in September. <laughs> Anyways. Ohio, right? It's Ohio? Yeah, Ohio. Yeah. It was the Comic-Con in Ohio? Yeah. Yeah. And so it was with, like, like uh, Brian was stating, like a lot of those comics. I didn't even know about comic uh, the guys who did the art, I just love the art. And then once I start getting the comic books, then I start paying attention to different artists. And the ones that stood out at the time was Jim Lee to me. Yeah. And also, um, there's uh, what's his name? I know Probably Jim Lee Field. works with him. What's Probably his name? Todd McFarlane. Yeah, Lightfield. Lightfield. Rob Lightfield. And I saw his stuff. And I, it was a lot of him, actually. It was a lot of X-Force that he yeah. did, Deadpool. I remember that. And then it was Jim Lee and Todd McFarlane. I love this Spider-Man. I love how he did with, like, Spider-Man and Venom. And then he made Spawn. Yeah. Uh, the dude who made The Darkness, but that was a little bit after. But Mark's I loved his work. Mark's yeah. 
and um there's uh joe mad love his his stuff like yeah. and um and it was just more and more it was some other people adam hughes wait is it adam hughes or i can't remember his mm-hmm. name is it adam hughes yeah so there's a lot of them that I, that I look at and and I see them do their art and I kind of like stop drawing because it's like it's it's so hard when you draw something that you think is great and then yeah. you see you see Jim Lee and like <laughs> you know and you throw it out Get but eventually <laughs> eventually I stopped doing that I start when I when I started to I had like some I had, I I remodeled this room and I found a. Uh, comic book or no a storyline that I, I wanted to send a dark horse comics and it, it was like when I was maybe in my 20s or 50s I was I thought of it when I was 15 but then I stopped and then the the idea came full-blown when I was in my 20s I mm-hmm. wrote this whole thing up and I was about to send it to dark horse but I had I, I got scared or something so I sent them an email mm-hmm. and then they responded to the email and said well we can't accept stuff if you don't work for us so I didn't send them. I just put it in an envelope and put it up. But when I remodeled this room, I found it and I started doing the art on it again. And I said, I'll just do it myself because the storyline was so good that I made up. <laughs> and, um, and so I did it and the art was looking like it was better, you know, than before for some reason, you know. And uh, and then all of a sudden I had stopped doing it. I got in touch with uh, this comic book artist named Saya Ohm. I, I, I'm pronouncing her name wrong. But she's really good. And she gave me like tips. I was surprised. She got back to me on Facebook. She gave me some tips on things. And then I started doing stuff. And I found this uh, this old team uh, mm-hmm. that, that's part of the Atonement Saga now. And then I, I found the old comic that I did. Uh, like it was just a few pages. And I decided to redo it. And when I redid it, it came out really good. <laughs> so I, start, I started to just bring ideas that I had when I was younger. And... There it is, right, right there. <laughs> yeah. Courtney, when when uh, when did the Atonement Saga start to really gain some traction, and then you partnered with Brian, and things kind of got rolling? So, the Atonement Saga. When I found when I found that that old comic page, uh-huh. I had already had. I was working with like the buddies of mine. To, I wrote this whole story. I said, create you some characters, then I'm going to put the characters into this story. And um, when I did it, we it somehow it stopped, but I kept going with the story. Mm-hmm. And so um, I found it, started drawing up on the page. And then I said, you know what, maybe I should maybe I should redo this story. Mm-hmm. And then that's when characters started to develop. And then all of a sudden I revamped the whole story and changed it, made a new character who I love to death. And Brian knows who it is. <laughs> it's the I love to death. And is the main antagonist of the story. Yeah. So it started getting traction. Uh, I want to say a couple of weeks before I met Brian. Because oh, okay. I met Brian at a Comic-Con. And um, I, was, I was there to see, to be honest, I was there to see how my art stacked up with other people's art there. Yeah. To see if not not trying to do a competition and say I'm better. No, yeah, yeah. just to see if yeah. I could be there, you You're know. Right, right. And when I saw different people's art, I was like, I can do this. You know, yeah, I think yeah. my art is good enough. Yeah. Uh, some guy, this one guy, he gave me his card. He, he saw some uh, some some something I did, um, and he was like, "Yo, this is really good, man." And started talking to me, and then we exchanged numbers or something. But I. 
I know I don't think I ever caught the guy. Um, because I, you know, I still was kind of like weirded out. But after that Comic Con, I spoke with 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 Brian. I met a lady from Silver Age Comics, mm-hmm. and then two guys from Image. And I was just talking to these guys and seeing what they were saying. And I was just like taking it all in. And I decided right then and there that it was, it was full blown. I'm not taking no steps away. I'm just going yeah. full blast with it mm-hmm. right after that. And it, and it was crazy because I was uh, doing some pencils and I was like, man, I really need an inker. Like I can ink, but I'm not the greatest. Like to me, that takes, it's just as much as skill for, for sure. inking then with penciling, you know, and yeah. you develop certain, like certain ways that I, I'll pencil, I develop certain things, you know, to make yeah. it look good to me. And inking is the same way. And I, I haven't, I had to sit down and do it. And I just didn't want to take the time to do it. I was very yeah. hyped about this comic, especially when the story was, was has like gained hold and it started to make like a lot of sense, the story right. and, and the characters. So I was looking for an inker and I just, I found Brian. I didn't know his name. I didn't know it was Brian though. And I said, you know, I called him, I was talking to him on the phone. I was like, man, this guy sounds so familiar. You know, my wife, my wife was sitting there when I was talking on the phone, me and Brian, we talked for like an hour or two, maybe at the first time. And I was like, man, you I sound familiar. His wife's rolling her eyes like, oh my God, guys, come on. Her yeah. Like, no. yeah. I was yeah. Two guys, like image guys, just talking and shooting, the, kind of like shooting this shit around a little bit. Yeah. Just, but that love of the comic experience, I shared my Jim Lee story with him, a Marks of History story I had from cons, yeah. And, yeah. and how that resonates with me and how I want to be that creator that that puts it back to the fans. Because that's what the yeah. experience I got from those guys. For and then sure. we were just, we're, it was like this click we had, like, yeah, this guy's cool. I can work with this guy if you want something like that. And then like, yeah. maybe like, maybe a couple weeks later on, I got a phone call. He's like, wait a minute. I talking about the Jim Lee story. He was like, you're the guy. From, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, I got your card right here. <laughs> you're the guy from Comic-Con. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's yep. awesome. man. So, uh, Brian, how long have you been actually doing comics? And have you done it before? Or is this your first forte um, with Courtney? Um, I've been doing comics. I'm 46 now. Yeah. Um, I've been 20. Um, actually, out of high school, that's how old I am. Uh, <laughs> that's when, if you wanted to work at Marvel or DC, you had to be in New York or California. Uh-huh. Yeah. I had the contracts from both of them, and I turned them down because I, I was so scared to go somewhere. Because the first six months of DC and Marvel were all interns. Yeah. There was no money. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know anybody in New York. I don't know anybody in California. Yeah. I was really scared. I'm like, I can't sleep on the floor. I'm pretty <laughs> much a other child. I have no yeah. backbone to go do this. And I'm going to live there. So um, for me, though, I kind of just played around with it a lot, trying to get my artwork out there, just doing pinups, people, costume stuff on the side, you know, uh, hey, can you, can you draw this for me? Sure. Can you draw this? Sure. And then probably about when I first went to the cons, that's when I got kind of more into it. When I went to meet celebrities like like like, um, like Jim Lee, Silvestri, um, I mean, those guys, those guys were great. I have stories from, from those that could go for days. Just how, how crazy crazy incredible it was that their memory is good and how they interact with their fans and like yeah. i got passes from both of them that i shouldn't have got wow that's a, cool. like i can tell you the stories later on if you want to know them but that's, yeah, it's just, yeah. they're insane <laughs> like um like i got me anyway like when when jim told me i want to see your pages i'm like 
Oh crap! I got some work do to do. You know how? I, well, I would do if you just said, "Let me see your pages." I'd be like, "What?" That's kind of like where, yes. that's that intimidation factor. Like, yeah, uh, it's Man. not going to be level. So yeah. uh, it's very much. I started working with that, and I started kind of latching onto a lot of indie circuits. Um, mm-hmm. There was like a group called a, like a Christian horror rock band. It sounds like an oxymoron, yeah. but it's called called Grave Robber. Mm. And they're kind of like, they wear like masks, like skulls, and they sing like hard, heavy metal. But it's supposed to be a Christian guy group. Yeah. But I, they have one of comic books. So I started drawing covers. And I started drawing some pinups for them and get their stuff yeah. rolling. I did like four or five covers for them and I started selling books off that and making awesome. t-shirts out of it. So I kind of started rolling that a little bit. Then I started getting to a couple of other indie guys and just covers, 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 and they like my work. And then, um. Troy Hasbrook from Jester Press, which I don't think is, he's doing anything anymore. He's like, here, I wrote a story for you. If you want to, whether you want to roll out with it and 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 just draw it, I'll, if you get it finished, I'll I'll go out there and publish it for you. And just things like that, where people just started giving me small stuff. Um, and then I was kind of always submitting to Top Cow, submitting to DC again, trying to get back in that, hopefully in that spot. Never kind of penned out. And then you gotta kind of think after a while, like there's a lot of red tape you have to go through at marvel yeah. and dc mm-hmm. and there's a lot of things you can't do and you kind of look mm-hmm. at the guys you uh were yeah. admire like jim and mark and the reason why they left those companies you know because yeah. all the things you can't do and they're kind of held and shackled into and you want to tell a good story and there's going to be a key component but they're going to water it down or tell that doesn't tell you to change it. it's not going to work yeah. so i started looking more in, in indie i said you know i'm gonna work myself so i'm, I'm still in the process i've had done a few i got a few that are in a spot kind of maybe ready to go it just it's not there. You have most people in the world. We got kids. Oh, we yeah. Got jobs. We got jobs still. It's not a full time <laughs> gig yeah. yet. So yeah. just a tedious time that run to get that spot. Yeah. So but I, wherever I can help out is when he kind of approached me, I'm like, you know what? It's a good story. It's got good characters. He's got, he, he's doing most of the work anyways on the, on the paper, uh, the paper layouts, you know, for the pencils. I'm like, this is easy. I can just ink it up, kind of show up a few things. Like 90% of the pages you see, it's all Courtney. It's yeah. all him doing all the pencil work. And I just type in and go, how about if I would just change this? Or, you know, this could be, if you change this, this turn this way, it gets you a little more depth. Yeah, cool. We, we discussed it. We went to like, yeah. we have like our own little spot now, this restaurant down the road. For me, <laughs> and there and That's about to change, Brian. That's about to change. Get that spot. <laughs> that's about to change, man. You know, that that's really cool because, uh, um, you know, I've, I've had the opportunity to, to interview quite a few um, writer, creators, and artists. And one of the things that is super important is kind of that relationship between the writer and the artist. And in this case, Courtney, you're doing some of the penciling, so it's a little different, but you still have to have this understanding with Brian, right? Because the story can only tell a portion of the story, right? The writing. The writing can only sh- um, share so much. And the art has to share another port. I mean, that's that's the beauty of comics, right? Is there's not a yeah. ton of reading, um, and it's really important stuff that you do read. But it's the art that kind of tells the other portion that the the writing couldn't do. So there's this dance that needs to take place from the artist and the writer. And you probably know as comic book fans first when those things don't link up, yeah, <laughs> the story don't make that much sense, right? You're well, like, I'm reading it. But none of the, none of the pictures are aligning with the story, yeah. right? Like it, they were almost in competition as to what the story was going to be, how the story was going to be told. So I I love even how you said that, Brian. You know, Courtney's doing a lot of the the 
the penciling, but I go to him and I say, what about this? And then you start to kind of define the artwork that's going to tell the other half of the story that the actual writing could. I don't know if I'm aligned and how you're seeing it as well, but that's been my experience so far. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think, I think hundred percent because it's, it's like, I'm, I'm writing it. And so I'll do a, a panel, a page. And if something's off, I'll, I, I can go in there and easily change it. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm the I'm the writer, so I can right. like there's some like this third comic. I had changed some stuff because when I drew it, I got all I got focused on something, and I drew it, and I said, "Well, that's not how that one." That's so <laughs> I had to change up the 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 words or whatever. But it right. still it still went it went went fine. Yeah, but that's you know that's easy. But if it was different. The writer and the the penciler and the inker, they all have to be on the same page. Yeah. I remember when uh, I can't remember who inked um, Jim Lee's work, but I remember a video when he was like, you know, it's Jim Lee's pencils. So I have to make sure that I'm on point, blah, 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 you know, yeah. the stuff. And this is when Jim Lee is also doing like the writing or whoever wrote Hush. I can't remember who wrote Jeff Hush. Who, yeah. So he had to work with Jeff Loeb because a lot of that, I think Jim Lee, he said, we're going to put kind of Batman on the map. Like we're going to have him doing stuff that you don't really see him doing or whatever. And he did. He did. This was a good comic. I got to hear something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the good thing about Courtney is he's very passionate about the project. That's the thing. He He's up in the thing, sent me text messages. Hey, I'm working on this picture. What do you think right now? This pose, we bought this shot. Is it good? And I'm more like an editor as an anchor right now. Yeah. I'm kind of like looking at like, like from pacing, like we're actually going to restaurants and like that. I'm like taking all those pages and we're laying them out in like a book. Yeah. We're folding them. Where's the impact? Where's the splash page? Okay. This is right. pacing to be gone. Where's the big event now? Okay. We have to have a fight scene. And he's like, Oh crap. So we got to put a fight scene in. So he yeah. did a couple pages to fix it so we can get good pacing, which is important. If there's a pacing yeah. for it. Yeah. And he was really, okay. Just help me, you know, help each other out. What do you need me to do? Okay. Here's a new page done. Here's this. And he's just, He's got he's got an extra engine tank somewhere in him. I don't know where he gets energy from. I mean, he's got it's like it's like when I when I first team. met Brian, yeah, I was like, um, if you do the art, when you see the art, it's not like like I'm a super duper pro. You've seen some of my art, Tommy, that I post yeah, on net on sure. TikTok, right? Absolutely, yeah. So I ooh, I just did a really dope John Wick. Oh, it's fire. I'm just saying it's fire. <laughs> anyway. I just, you know, I because I I didn't want like uh it to stop me. Yeah. Um, to because I know I'm not there. Because that's what I used to do. I used to see people's art and it would be way better than mine. And I would just be like, ah, I'll I'll do something else. But now I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I actually don't care. I use that kind of like uh kind of like I think that's part of what's driving me. I don't yeah. care that they better because eventually I'm gonna be there and I may surpass. That's yeah. that's how I'm looking at it. And plus, I just want to get the story out. I love it so much. I think it's a very good one because of the bad guy. You know, <laughs> you know who that bad guy is. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> he's a jerk. He's a big jerk. Yeah, you know, it's funny. PG, I think most PG bad guys are right. What's that, Brian? Uh, that's our PG version. He's a big yeah, jerk. He's yeah, a yeah. Jerk. That's good. That's good. That's yeah, good. He's a jerk. Very, I love it. He's very contradicting, sinister. If that makes sense, yeah. Like you, you can't even like you can't even like. Sometimes you get villains that 
Um, you can make a feel for them. Like you know, Mr. Freeze, villain, but you can like, you, you can feel for the guy. Yeah, yeah. And you cannot feel. Because you do. Yeah. Some other issues. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you feel for him, okay, it's probably got a problem. Yeah, brother, I'm more worried about you. Right. <laughs> yeah. My brother would ask me, he said, why does he do what he does, man? There's got to be a reason. I said, no, man. <laughs> I said, there is no reason why he does what he does. Yeah. He does it because he can. Period. Yeah, yeah. That's just, it is what it is. 100%. I love it. I love it. That's awesome, man. So how far along are you um, on issue one? All right. So the first comic is done with pencils and he's inking it, right? Okay. Now. Then we're going to come together and I'm going to, uh, he's going to, I'm going to do the color. He's going to do the coloring. Cause that's why I said, Brian, he's doing the inking and he's doing the coloring. Yeah. I'm writing it, doing the pencils. And he's also helping with editing. <laughs> and then, uh, then we're gonna put the 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 effects and the bubbles together, yeah. and right now that's what works. The inking of the first comic. Yeah. I have the second one done, pencils, and I'm working on the third. And the third one's almost done. And then once the third one's done, I'll be working on the fourth one. Because yeah. I have all because it's a 13 comic book arc. I know that might be a lot, but no, it, it might be a so. lot. That's not. It's yeah, not. No. No. It's not. All right. Well, it's like a 13 look, look at Hush. Hush was a huge arc. I think it was like yeah. 18 issues. Okay. Yeah. Oh, people like right, people, people, as long as the story I like is good, those, which it is, yeah. it's good. You have a big yeah, story. Yeah. Yeah. I like. Well, I the, think that's like good. The, I remember the old sagas, like the the X Men saga, like the Onslaught saga. Yeah. I remember when uh, Wolverine got his bones snatched out. These <laughs> were so good a storylines. The Phoenix saga. That's yeah. what I'm thinking when I do these these stories because yeah. I have. It's not just the Atonement saga. I'm 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 not I'm not image. You know, we're not image. I'm not Marvel DC, but I feel like these stories, I think I got something here, you know. And I know probably everybody thinks, well, they got something. I really do think I have <laughs> some because I have the the atonement saga is supposed to spark everything off in this universe that mm. we've created. Okay. Yeah. We've created. So um the, I have a storyline with that. Then I have another storyline that right after it's on it's like, I'm gonna start working on. Like yeah, right yeah. after it, and it and it and then you see what happened <laughs> in Atomic Saga. This is the aftermath of what happened, but it's its own storyline. We just uh -huh. see bits and pieces of what happened, like oh, this whatever was destroyed because of whatever you know those creatures I told you about that was just yeah. running crazy in in the story. Right. And then after that. There's another story that I, I got and wrote down, like just real quick. Yeah. Whatever outline for it. So with the atonement, I got all 13 of the, the outlines done. The it the first one is written, the second one is written, the third one is basically almost done, you mm -hmm. know, with the writing. And uh and I'm trying to think that that's really for the most part, yeah. I got the characters, got the designs, got the attitudes of each character, and uh oh. Big thing for you is you went really big. Like when he, I talked to him and he's just, we're just at the restaurant talking and he lit everything out. Like yeah. he's got stuff like earmarked for 10 years at least. Like when <laughs> telling you, basically the core story, he used to the characters, but eventually it's going to be the aftermath. And then you're going to, you're going to learn. So it's kind of like it's a deduction of like, and the seventh day this was created, and then boom, now you yeah. have it's just yeah, each team has own story, each person has their own story, and they move on past these events. And that, that's what it's again. supposed to be, 
Yeah, yeah. Right. introduction. Like I have, I'm gonna say some names of the team. I'm not gonna tell like powers or nothing. I'm gonna say <laughs> the name, the name of the squads, right? Yeah, yeah. So you have you have a team called Alpha Protocol, right? Uh-huh. And uh they're they're a big part of the story. Cause what this is is supposed to do is introduce, like I sent in an email, my characters to readers, you yeah. know. So you got Alpha Protocol and you got this team called Brute Force. Uh and then you got um the bad one of the bad guys named Nemesis. <laughs> He's the jerk. Just <laughs> 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 laugh and a smile. That's why I love the guy. He's just like <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of a jerk too, man. <laughs> and so, and you have like I have I, when I spoke to the the lady who does does the marketing when she was looking through things. Like one, I have a female character that I believe is very marketable. Like I wow. think I think people will like like really like her once she once they read her. I think they'll like her. Yeah, and then uh, I know they're gonna like the main bad guy, hundred <laughs> percent. I know they are gonna love that. But um, yeah. So that that's I just I just love art, man. I love it yeah. to death. Like, yeah. And he, he did job of, like writing characters too, like the characters he he wrote and how just like going over the small snaps of each character. Yeah. Everybody in the books, at least the main coming saga, has something for everybody. You know, like something if you like people who are funny and witty, you can have someone for that. If someone who are yeah. serious and like bass, like Wolverine kind of badass. You have someone for that. You have that thing for everybody. Strong females, this, that, teams. Yeah, but strong female without being lame, strong female. Yeah. You I'm know like, what I mean here, when I say that? Take her. Take the strong no, Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel yeah. like I want to write, you know, have a, a strong lady. Like how yeah. I'll say like Wonder Woman, how, how they do Wonder Woman yeah. is perfect. Yeah. She never says, I'm doing this because I'm this. No, she will bust you up because she simply can. She's strong yeah. enough to do so. Right. She doesn't play that. You know, that's that's what I mean by that. Because I love I love when I see strong, like, female characters. I love yeah. it to death. You look at Tomb Raider. You look at, uh, 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 I'm sorry, Jean Grey. You look Because yeah. these characters are so developed, especially yeah. Jean Grey. She yeah. went through Madeline Pryor thing. Like, come on, <laughs> like come on, man. The thing, come on. Jean Grey, stop. Catwoman, yeah. come on. These these are the women that I like to see. In these yeah, comments, man. Yeah, they don't so have to tell you they're badass, right? You just know right. They, they don't have to say it. Their actions, just, right? <laughs> actions speak louder than words. Exactly. Yeah. 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 No, I I I'm glad you said that because. Uh, there, there are a few uh, female characters and I, they like go out of their way to tell you how amazing they are. Like, right. You don't need you to shouldn't. do that if you are no. that, right? Like, yep. Same with men. You don't need to tell me you're badass. Yep. You don't I'll know to. it within, you know, 30 I'll minutes of the movie or the comic yeah. book, whether you are or not. Yep. And if you have to tell That's, me 10 times, then you right. probably aren't. Like, if you look at like, and I don't know, you know, people like, uh, if you look at Sigourney Reaver's character, yeah. uh, Aliens, I don't know, you know, everybody watched it. But yeah, yeah. She was cold. She, she was. Like, she was cold. Even she in the was. first one, like she was like, you know, in the second one, get your team out of there. Like, yeah, she yeah. Good, man. That's, she was. That's what we need, man. I'm telling she was you, like the OG like, badass female character. OG, sure. yeah. That's how. That's how when I drew her. Yeah. I, that's how I looked. At. I looked like Psylocke. characters like that. That's yeah. when I designed her. That's how I looked. But you know, I love it. You know? That's awesome, man. Confidence without, confidence without arrogance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a good point, Brian. Don't need any of that, man. Don't need it. We get too much of that, I think, in movies now, and it's 
I think that's one of the factors that has uh, hurt a lot of the superhero movies. Oh yeah, you know, way out of their way to try and tell you something that they are instead of writing a really good right. story where you already know what they are, right? I mean, yeah. if they could do that, I think uh, we get back to you know eight hundred and billion dollar movies. But yeah. uh, at the rate they're going, man, I think people are just burnt out on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's rushed. It right. There's no, there's no, it's rushed. There's no thought. It's just like let's get up the doors, let's ride the wave instead of like. Yeah making a new wave yeah they don't it's, it's like they don't they just forgot about writing yeah you know it's yeah. like it's just bad writing it's not yeah. you got good characters like dc i think yeah. dc if they did it right the justice league would have been better than the avengers i really yeah. do think that if they yeah. did it right but what they uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's been tough man i you know yeah. DC, right they they are kind of ending that last era of the DC uh, EU. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what James Gunn and Peter Saffron are able to do. I think people like are looking at the flash and we've got blue beetle coming up. We all have to that take a deep good. breath, right? Because really their era of DC won't begin until 2024. So I, I know they get a lot of uh, crap from the fans as far as how the flash. when I enjoyed the flash, don't get me wrong. I, I, think, I enjoyed the flash too. I, Thought it was really good. I, to be honest. I was like, "Oh my Keaton!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I the only problem is some of the CGI was a little rough with the babies falling out of the window. I'm like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> the microwave <laughs> one. I'm like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> you guys, you guys are better than me, man. I won't even go see it. I saw like bits and pieces of stuff, and I was oh, like, I can't. You might like, you might, you might like it. They did some, they did some good homage stuff. Like, they did. Keaton, I like the homage, but it's really like, good. it's like if I made a comic and like of old, some old. And yeah, yeah, that's all it is is nostalgia, but it's poorly written. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't, think, I don't think it was bad written. No, it, it I don't think it was either. Okay, it was, it was well, maybe, maybe I'll I'll go see it, but maybe I'll go, I'll go with you again. We'll go see it. Yeah, again. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it, was, it was good enough. I, I will tell you, enough. it's better than I thought it would be, knowing that the last couple DC movies have not been that great. Um, so it's probably been the better of the last year or so. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I think Blue Beetle is going to be pretty good. I, I think, think Aquaman be 2 is going to bomb big time is my personal opinion. I'm not sure yeah. that's going to, and the problem is right. They, and, and I don't know how they could have done it differently, but you have, you have Peter and you have James Gunn coming in. They've already said they're hitting the reset button on the DC universe, which means all these movies that were already either done or close to being done mean nothing. And so every movie that comes out, they, they keep telling us, oh, this fits within the new DC. But we all know it's not part of the new DC. So if you're a DC fan, I think it's a turnoff knowing that you're seeing an Aquaman 2 movie where Momoa might not ever be Aquaman again after this. And the storyline, yeah, the storyline is <laughs> yeah, not going to align with one. anything <laughs> in the new DCU, right? So then you're like investing time and money into a project that might not mean anything, right? So... I don't know if that's the main reason, but I know that has to do with some of it just because on Reddit, people are like, why would I see that if it means nothing? Yeah. Um, sometimes I think people want to complain and complain right now. In this that's a good age. point. Good point, Brian. Yeah. I mean, it's very popular to complain. Yeah. Yes, Especially yeah. since social media has spiked up a lot of stuff. So it's, it's definitely, I was talking to somebody else the other day, and it's very easy to say something about something. Yeah. When you're yeah. With them. Like you would never tell Mike Tyson, Go after right. <laughs> you be like that dude in the plane. Yes. People say it on Twitter all the time, like, "Oh, you suck, blah blah blah." But they won't yeah, go okay. say to a professional sport athlete, athlete's face, oh, for sure, for sure. at all. They they get the, the yeah. you know, and that's why sure. I think a little bit. So 
that's my kind of concern for the comic industry right now in general. Because like the I think the comic industry right now is surviving from what I've seen based on to Gen X's, me, you know, yeah, yeah. people that are who still have that um that passion for comics to yep. develop stuff, to follow through developing things. Yeah. I mean, we lost Toys R Us. That was heartbreaking. Oh, my kids yeah. were crying. You know, there's things like where <laughs> you can you look at the look at generation coming up, like my daughter, they don't interact with toys. They don't their imagination is very on digital and very in your face and they don't go outside and play. So I think right now the people like me and Courtney have to go through with other writers in comics and try to recapture their imagination for kids, exactly. get their, their juices flowing so they can be creative again mm-hmm. and kind of better. so with a lot of things he's doing by developing and taking time and creating a, a universe that's developing for everybody and anybody to be into and watch and read is gonna be helpful. I think that's my biggest concern for my kids. The future is are they gonna be a kid? Are they gonna fit in somewhere? Are they gonna do this? And they, I think they need people that we, we check the brain and, download stuff back again to being hey this is what imagination is yeah, this was exactly. like a play, play with two jet joes and have a conversation together as a kid stanley said it himself he said he created he uh what did he say he was like um i like to make stories that i like i would like to go see yeah you know and i i i, I 100 agree with that man it's all about how the best movies the best books are it's how they are written it makes you put yourself put you put yourself like what would you do in this situation yeah. that's why everybody likes spider-man when he came out and that's why people like miles now it's yeah, i mean yeah. it's doing it's doing the same thing that peter did when yeah. peter was made because he was a teenager yeah. people can he had all these issues so it was relatable miles is yeah. the same way and they're doing same the same way, thing yeah trying to replace my boy peter but it's okay they're doing a good job yeah acclimating him into the universe yeah right. just, and I, just I like say, that. hey miles you're peter parker it's miles he's like he's a, right. his own character his, his own, own character yeah his own person he's not he's not you might become a new spider-man eventually in the future to be the only one in the yeah, first right. but they did a good job writing him out to be miles, miles not yeah, peter right. they didn't just not change him peter. over and that and that's good, and that's what you need. Not yeah. like I, I think right now, stories. Hollywood, um, things in general have become. Give me the money, give me a lot of the marketing quickly. Just push it out, push it out, push it out. You see that quantity over quality. Yeah, yep. yeah. And let's get out where we can instead of taking time developing things. I mean, it used to be for some reasons you could get like a year and a half between certain movies, and now they're trying to push them out every six months if you can. Yeah. And I'm like, it just. It's been, it's been lazy. Like, I don't I don't have to do. Um, we're gonna change to a woman now instead of a guy, or we're gonna change a minority because we need to get this right. in instead of being and I told Courtney, I said, Where are you on this? And you kind of on the same page. I'm like, yeah, develop strong characters for characters yep. uh, if, if you like want. If yeah. you want if you want a, if you want a strong black character, make a strong black character yeah. or develop yeah. them. Get them to all the spawn. Most people know it's very back. lazy, right? I think it's just extremely right. lazy yeah. to be able yeah. to race swap, gender swap. Oh, it's right? and, and it's very offensive, right? That you, yes. see. you see what they did to Thor, right? Miles, when you got the Thor thing, like what? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, just it's just lazy. And I think the other thing too, right, is it's it's so expensive. So DC and Marvel have had a, a really difficult time and a very expensive time. And, and a lot of bad, I think, uh, mojo by having these creator develop these characters. And then these creators aren't getting anything out of that moving forward, right? You look at Superman and you look at Schuster and them, 
I mean, how many years were they in poverty, barely making rent? They got never got anything from a billion dollar character that they created. And it happens all the time. And so now I think they're a little gun shy of, of bringing an artist on or, uh, or, or, you know, some sort of a creator to develop a character that now Marvel owns that, that care, that creator or artist will never get paid for. And I think they're trying to stay away from that. So I do think that is a, a big reason of kind of the race swap and the gender swaps, because you don't have, I don't owe my artists anything because they didn't create it. All I did was change the color of their skin or their gender. And it's a lot safer for me from a lawsuit standpoint moving forward. So I do think that's driving a lot of this. I don't think it's as political as people want to make it think and right. stuff like that. I think it's it's all about dollars and cents when you're talking about Disney and WB, right? Yep. And so if yep. I could race swap, that means I don't owe an artist and no one owns this character but us. And we don't have that background moving forward for the next 20 years when this character becomes huge. Um, so I, I do think there's a lot of that, but I think it's lazy too. It is, and it I is think crazy. if yeah. I'm a, a young um, Hispanic man, um, and my wife's Mexican. I have four kids that are now Mexican, right? Um, they, I'm sure they would like to see someone that they could relate to, but they don't want Thor just to be Mexican in the next movie, no. right? Because no. that's not relatable, right? So how no. do I create a character that's relatable? And that's what I think is missing right now when they do these kind of things. And I think that's why a lot of these have failed. And uh, it's not- Because they don't, up. it's like they don't, you don't care about the characters. Like, exactly. Yeah. I care about my yeah. character. He does. He does. You're obsessed. your babies, right? They're your babies. You so, gave birth to those. Right. I want them to, when people read them, I want, yeah. like, I have one character. He, he's my guy. Like, not, not the bad guy. <laughs> he's my guy. And um, I made it where, huh? Wolf? No, no. Oh, There's that another one? character. I made it where he, he <laughs> hates his power. He, uh. Through this whole story, he doesn't, he doesn't like his power oh, at all, okay. but eventually, because of what the main antagonist said, he eventually learns that he has to. He has to have the power. It's, I, it's really good. I'll tell you. I had, he had. He realizes some stuff from what Dude. the bad guy, the main bad guy, said about his yeah. ability throughout the story. He develops, and that's yeah. and like I said, it develops into his own comic, his yeah. own comic, or whatever. And but I'm wondering if you don't have more. Is. What's that? You got to right like, yes. yeah, care about your characters. Yeah, so you write yeah. them well. You know, yeah. they care about Miles. That's why Miles is getting rogue kind of good. You know. Oh yeah. Like, um, they care about like Superman. Super. If you look at Superman now, he's starting to be a little different than he was before. He got these weird abilities, which I was like, what? And I love Superman. Love. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm yeah. But uh, you got to be passionate about it. You got to. You gotta love what you do. You can't just push stuff out just to be pushing it out. Yeah, to make money, whatever, but it may not make as much as it could if you yeah. just put a little T on there, a little dot your eyes, you know, yep. fix it a little better. You know? I mean, this is why I think Avengers did really good in the movie theater, even though they twisted yeah. a little bit of it, because Iron Man, Captain America, yeah. you know, Thor, Hulk, they're all established kickers. They're looking at over 60 plus years or on some of them or maybe or longer on other ones and they're established so their fan base is strong and then yeah. i'm sure you're being a your dad you've passed your comic nerdity to your kids and yeah. and they're gonna go see it because that's what dad likes and i'm, I'm a like dieter nerd. i don't care <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a firefighter who loves yep. comics Boom. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I love it, man. I love it. And, uh, you know what? Awesome. If I could, if I could do the like comics full time, I would yeah. quit being a firefighter. Hundred yeah, yeah. percent. If yeah. I, if I, if it made money consistent with don't it. Say, don't say, don't say, don't say if. Say when, right? When? Yeah, yeah. When? <laughs> when? I'm just when? saying. I'm just being real. Like, my, I tell my wife all the time, and she's like, "Hey, coolest wife in the world." She's like. As long as we can pay our bills, I don't care what you are, right? I mean, it's, we just yeah, it's that's your passion. You know how lovely that would be to do something that you love. If it's consistent, I would love to do it. I would yeah, love to yeah, do for sure, time. for sure, man. I think all of us have that dream of one day. Um, at this point, I'm almost 52, and uh, yeah, I'm at an age where my kids are older now. They're all adults, so yeah. now I could waste money on my passion and. And see what happens, well, right? One day I may Sometimes work I gotta with Jim do Lee. Okay. <laughs> yeah. One day I may work with Jim Lee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he drew, if he drew again, but I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. Uh, you know, when when those uh six left Marvel and they went over to DC and told them what they were about to do, and then they started image. Um, I think a lot of comic book fans understand the impact, but uh Man, if you're in your 40s and you grew up and you went and got that first Spawn comic or Cyber Force or whatever it was at that time, uh, I don't think you realize the impact that they had on the industry and really the doors they opened up for other creators, right? I mean, there was independent yeah. comics before Image Comics for sure, but Image really pushed indie comics into uh, another realm where it made it possible for more creators to jump in. And uh, whether you like image comics or not, I think you have to give them a lot of respect for the doors that they open. I, I don't think I would have a comic. I don't think you guys would have a comic. I mean, look at today and how easy it is to make a comic. It ain't cheap. No. Um, and the process isn't easy. No. But if you have everything done to get it published, look at yeah, look at it's um, very simple, right? I mean, yeah, you have the, comic the will spring, you have yeah. Kablam, they all have small um um, print runs. I mean, the availability to make a comic book today is easier than ever any time yeah. before. And the process is still difficult. Don't get me wrong. And you still got to have a good story. And if you don't, it's not going to do well, but I mean, anybody can make a comic today in nine, in the nineties, no one even thought about making their own comic, right? You were going from comic-con to comic-con to show Jim Lee or the, you know, some of the most popular writers and artists, your work to hopefully get onto at least DC or Marvel before image or image during the nineties. Right. Um, it just, the possibilities weren't there. You don't need anybody today. You just yeah. need a Brian and someone else, Courtney, to get the you know stuff done. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the guy who made Black Sands comics. And some of this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The guy who made Black Sands comics and this other guy, I can't remember, but I know he's on YouTube all the time, but I just yeah. know his main character is a black guy. Well, I don't know anything about him, but I know, he it's, it's popular people like it you know yeah. so you got a good storyline i think, I think because, again the biggest yeah. thing is developing characters i mean yeah back the image tom mcfarland yeah one character really one character and he's 300 issues plus strong yeah, uh, for, yeah. for over x amount of 20 plus years what he's done it for and branched off and if you ever want a good thing i'm gonna plug him in a little bit here yeah yeah line. like like his videos on youtube you watch like his um sacrifices like you watch like the, yeah. the the truth behind spawn and mcfarland studio oh yeah so, like, i've seen that video the four pillars between video games and and yeah. and toys. comic books and toys and all that like that and you're like movies and like and he's got the he he figured it out 
Yeah. Obviously, that's like I keep watching over again in the background. I'm drawing, like you get that extra like encouragement for it. Like he's gonna go for another 30 years if he can do it. I mean, yeah, he hasn't bend his knee to anybody since he's done it. He's been yeah. he's gone through ups and downs and have rebounded back. You know, we're still all waiting for spawn reboot, you know, maybe yeah. maybe the box, I don't know who's gonna play spawn. That's the rumor, but yeah. just that you watch what he's done and then you take some of the, the things he's done. He's done it for you. He's crossed yeah. the, the river of alligators. Yeah. <laughs> at first. Yeah, to show you yeah. can see the six find the videos what he's done wrong. Yeah. And he's one of the nicest guys too I've met. Like just to offer yeah. like anything you answer for any kind of like help you would need yeah. whether it's your drawing or business marketing whatever it is because he knows he's eventually not going to be there forever yeah he knows eventually he's, it's going to be done and he's got to pass the baton to somebody else yeah. somebody else is going to be the next group of guys who are 20 years younger than him we're going to carry it for the next 20 <laughs> years so we're too old to pass to somebody else and hopefully it, it thrives that's what he's right. watching and how he talks that's how it is yeah, yeah. No, it's it's incredible to watch these guys and to to kind of walk through their history because they've left a, a huge impact. I mean, Todd is my guy, but I love Jim Lee, Mark Sylvester, yeah. but Todd has always been my guy. I love Spawn. I think Spawn yeah. is an amazing character. And actually, you know, there it started off huge, right? I think Spawn million and a half copies on that first issue broke all kinds of records. Now I think he has the longest independent comic. Yep. Um, in history uh, with Spawn. And now he has five, I believe, comics that are ongoing at one time under Spawn. Yep. Uh, he's made over $300 million off of toys. Oh, no. He's changed the entire toy world, man. I mean, yep. he's still the number one toy uh, manufacturer. Because he, he's the best time and the detail yeah. work and the caring detail. about what you're doing. He wants yeah, yep. I mean, no, no one to pay top dollars for a crappy product. That's why yeah. when I do my artwork at the, the conventions, yeah, I mean, I don't even charge as much as people do, but I do a lot of detail. I care about what my people are getting because sure. hopefully you want to return yeah. customer. 100%. Whether it's original yep. artwork, or comic book, whatever it might be. And you always talk to nice people. You always be polite and yep. you can give them man manners, which a lot of things are lacking nowadays. Yep. Oh, and yeah. manners, but you yeah. want to make sure that your fan base can relate to you and that your fan base kind of adores you in a way that they want to come back to you or spread the word for you. Absolutely, and, yeah. It doesn't happen much anymore like it used to, but you hope the better in the future coming up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. So, uh, gentlemen, when can we, do you guys have an idea of when Courtney, <laughs> issue one will be, you know, that question has to be asked, Courtney. I don't want to like, spot, okay. I mean <laughs> when I first, when we, when I first started it, I wanted, I was so hyped. I did. Like you said, I was like, man, this is the beginning of this year. Right. Yeah. But now, nah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the stuff that goes into it. Yeah. Like before I met Brian, I was I did it inked myself. I have another buddy named Jared who um he helped out with like he and I think he's still helping. I'm I'm gonna rely a lot on him with uh the graphic design part, like the uh, stuff. Yeah. Like he designed the logo. Yeah. And um he was doing some inking at first. So like I, I inked it and um he was inking some parts or coloring. And it, it was just, I realized at that point, it's, it's just so much work. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And um, to, to I know there's a guy on TikTok, uh, this real good artist, who asked me if I was penciling and then inking together or uh -huh. doing it separate. And because he was like, if you do it, it's going to be a long process, right? And I was like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. But no, it is not fine. It's a long <laughs> process. That's why I contacted Brian. Yeah. <laughs> and Brian, because I'm like, yo, if I can do this, then you can do that. Yeah. Boom. You know? Yeah. 
But I mean, my wife, she got me like this brand new iPad Pro. And nice. uh, and it's really, it's got a lot of features on there that I haven't even really even yeah. got into it. With. So yeah, it's going to be like back to school. Right now, I don't want to eat. You know, <laughs> I want to, Brian is the man for that one. Yeah, I look at this way. It's gonna have a second pair of eyes on it too. You know, yeah. Yeah, And that's are you really passionate about your stuff? Sometimes you don't pull back. Even when I'm drawing, sometimes I have to stop, go to the girl, and then go, "Hey, hey, hey, lady, come here." Yeah, (laughs) is this look proportionate to you? Is this correct? Is her face look too big? Does this this eyeball line up? Whatever, and and they kind of get a second opinion or go to the mirror because you want to make sure your stuff's good. So I mean, every so often, those times you want to double check your stuff, but you definitely need to, you know, it's nice to have another person with you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or like, hey, you do this. What if you did this? And like, yeah, it's a great idea. And he comes back and he's like, yeah, that worked out really good. Or I like this a lot. Or no, like that fight don't scene. Touch that. I like that panel a lot. Really good. Don't touch it. Like, okay, we'll work yeah. around it or we'll yeah. break it up somehow just to make sure it works really good. And that's it's like like, like that of- fight scene, right, Brian? Yep. That fight scene. Yeah, because the fight scene, the first fight scene, it was more the, the, something came out. Yeah. And you didn't see the fight. You just oh. saw the aftermath. After like, effects of it. And, right. But Brian was like, why don't you show it? You know? Yeah. So I kind of like here. Conflict. Yeah. Show the fight. And so I showed the fight. And, yeah. and I love it. I like it like a lot. <laughs> I'm happy that he said that. Because it's hard to do it by yourself. Like before I met yeah. Brian, I was doing all this stuff by myself. And right. My buddy, right. my wife, I would ask her, she'd be like, Courtney, I don't, you know. It all looks good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then my buddies, they no help at all. Cause they yeah, don't yeah, yeah. Fraud, no help. So it was yeah. hard, but it's good to have a second person. For sure. And I, there was a, a, a woman that was I was working with named Abigail. I can't remember her last name, but she works at the hospital with my wife. Uh-huh. She is really into this too, like big Oh, time. wow. That's but awesome. She doesn't like comics. She She's more Harry Potter- Type oh, okay. stuff like Lord of the Rings type stuff. Yeah. yeah. So um we were doing stuff, but she when she did it, she wanted to like she was trying to make it more like like Lord of the Rings type comic. Yeah. And she was saying that I should kill off a bunch of characters. And I was like, I was like, those are my babies. I need these characters. <laughs> but I like, I like a lot, I, I love her ideas. It's so yeah. good though. But it's not to kill all of them off, but like not <laughs> all of them, but a lot of them that she wanted to kill off. Yeah, and I didn't want to do. I didn't want to do it. He <laughs> told me he's like, "Who do I do it to? I like this guy. This guy. Who's right? Like, yeah, like, like, don't do it now. But, but I am taking some, some stuff that she said, like the yeah. main antagonist, and I think the the third comic. He he had an interaction with a kid. The one, uh-huh. Like she said, that you should make them interact with the kid. And I said, oh, I don't know. But then <laughs> I like the idea now. And now I have an interaction with this kid. And yeah. I ain't saying nothing else other than that. <laughs> Speaking of which, okay, this book is probably like teen to adult. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that, that's the thing. It's like um it's I would say it's not for like there's no there's no pornography or nothing like that. Right, no yeah. sex. Mm-hmm. There's no no cussing or swearing in it, you know. Yeah. It's just a lot of yeah. some action in there. <laughs> Yeah, you know? yeah, and uh, but there is. See, I don't want to say now. I want to give it away. But yeah. I mean, it's like there's I would some, say some it's scenes. for like teen to adult. Yeah, put yeah, it like yeah. that teen to adult. There's some scenes yeah. that make you go. Uh, like, okay. ouch. 
Yeah, my wife, yeah. she, there was one scene with my wife in the second comment. She said, why you do that? Like, <laughs> you're the guy's a jerk. <laughs> why you do that? Like, I didn't do it. it. The character it did. Like, I don't care. It is what it is. That I love it. I love it, man. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So sometime this year, right? Yeah. I, say that. I would say, I would say, to be honest, I want to yeah. say, because I'm, Brian is doing like a lot of stuff. Yeah, yep. and like you said, we have other things happening. I have a more open schedule than Brian because you yep. know I work, I work like a, well, it's like a California ship where we work off, work off, and then off for four days or whatever. Yep, yep. So I got a lot of time to do stuff, yep. and um, and I need it, man. Some of these fight scenes are it's hard to put together. Yeah, <laughs> but, but Brian, he's got some stuff going on. It's not just mine, I don't think, because he has his own comic too. I think, right? That. Uh, the uh, one I'm kind of helping you out here more. I talked to my time. I saw it. I was like, damn, Brian, you way better than me, bro. I told him, I said, well, let's get big because eventually, you know, the point would be the universe starts off and you kind of go to the other branches of the universe and maybe I would take one of the other books over from him. Yes, yeah. And that's what I sent you, Tommy, that he knows. That's what I want to do. Like, you put like the story of his characters, like, I'm telling you. If I if we could have two more people, uh-huh. I feel like we can do something like hundred percent big yeah. time, like can I, can I something wolf? on a scale. Can I get the wolf character. Huh? I get wolf. Huh? Wolf. Oh yeah, I like I love him. Can I, can I, can I get that one to draw? Yeah, if you want, you <laughs> if you want, yeah. That's baby. I don't that's care. That's, 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 that's his favorite yeah. one. He loves that one. You death. like you that's like him. One. I love yeah. him. I like him a lot too. You know how you know when I created him. I created him when I was 15 years old. Oh, wow. Yep. I created Brute Force when I was in my, like, uh, in my teens as well. Maybe like yeah. 16, 17, maybe 18. I created Brute Force a long time ago, you know? A lot of these characters were a long time ago. Like, I can show you some pictures how they used to look. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Remember when you, <laughs> when I said a message you on, uh, on uh, TikTok, I said, man, I remember these pictures. When you see them now, you like, yeah. man, I, I got way better, you know. I blew up, blew up, or whatever. But yeah, man, that's I can't wait. So I yeah. would say, to be honest, I want to be like next year. I, I okay. want to say next year. That's what I want to say. I mean, I really, really do want to like, say next year. Marketing, Kickstarters, what, what can do pricing yeah. wise? What's it like? Like you, like you were talking about before in the beginning, like what's your run total? Do you want to do? Yeah. How many people can get to pre-order it or? Um, you definitely, I told him for, for sure, take your time the most on the first book. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. You gotta make sure it's perfect because that's like your first impression, your first opportunity yeah. to get your hits. People will fall in love with you, like the books, like the characters. If, I told him, even his family told him too, if there's anything that you don't like, I told him, you don't like anything, we draw it or stop for the side. Let me know. I'll look at it. I'll help you out. Kind of like the editor kind of thing. Sure. I don't want to put anything that he's going to go to press with and be like, I really don't like that at all. I really don't want to draw that anymore. That looks horrible. I should have done it. Like when you never want to have that shoulda, coulda, wouldas, especially yeah. on your first time out, or your first shot out there. If you want to, if you want to try and get like your third or fourth issue in, and there's a panel you don't like, but you want to get the book out on time. Yeah. You might really compromise a little bit more with that, but definitely yeah. your very first book. I told him it's got to be perfect, but you can get it Jim, for it. Jim Lee said, Jim Lee said it best. He said, people, he said the reason why he do so good because every page he doesn't rush through. He uh, yeah. He says he he puts like uh, he takes his time, not too much time, but he takes his time with the page. He puts real. He puts a lot into his page, and then yeah. he goes. He don't rush it to get past to the next page. 
he does it and then for just focuses on this page and he doesn't think about the finished product. That's what yeah. it is. And that I, when he said that, I was doing that. I was focusing on the next comic, sure, know, or the whatever. And I 100%. That's why I did some of these pages over. And there's a page right now in this third comic book that I might do over. I've watched his videos though. He's, even though he takes his time, he's pretty fast and more faster than most, I think, well, those, artists. But he takes pictures. his time, and his mind is time. But I'm watching, like, man, in 20 minutes, he did that whole panel, man. That's freaking it, yeah, amazing. And, um, <laughs> these uh, these little pages that 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 thing, who's next on yeah. TikTok? Those pictures don't take at all. They take less than five minutes, maybe. Yeah. Like yeah. when I drew John Wick, that yeah. did not take long at all. Like, right. and I drew Hellboy. That didn't take long at all. Like right. maybe not even maybe 10 minutes, maybe. And that's because I was playing around with my dog, yeah. you know, and I was doing it. So so I mean they don't take long, but when yeah. I, you know, the ones that take long, ones I be sitting up here trying to figure out, like right now, I'm looking at this concept art and I don't like it. That's why you see me keep looking down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it at all. And, yeah. Uh, I get a text <laughs> about an hour later on, like, hey, here it is. <laughs> What do you actually do differently? I'm going to change it. I think I am going to change it. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, I, since uh, since we're going to be a little bit out for the first issue, we certainly want people to follow both of you. That way they know um, the news as soon as you're ready to give the news. So, um, Courtney, how could people follow you on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all that yeah. good stuff? Oh, man. See, so I, I know me. Joe Mama is uh, your TikTok. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I don't know if that's your your Brian, archaic. Brian, uh, Brian told me to to set up a social media page for it. Yes, and yeah. so uh, I am going to. Right now, I just have it's. I have an Instagram, but it's not like I'm. I'm slacking so much with it. Yeah. I just I, I gotta it make that. It needs its own. It needs its own yeah. for the for the it book its own. Or for the, so the comic. I, I told some people on TikTok yeah. that uh, when it when I do have it, I'm gonna have it connected to it. Yeah. So for right now, it's I post stuff on TikTok and I post stuff on Instagram, but it's not yeah. like it doesn't. It, it's not its own page yet. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm just I'm just gotta take the time to do it. And I want it to be really good and it's frustrating me because I yeah, can't. Yeah. This is how my brain works. It's it's weird. I don't know. It's yeah. like you know, I have something and it has to, if it doesn't match what's in here, it just yeah. messes me up or something. So just right now, it's just TikTok. But I know Brian has some pages, though. Yeah. <laughs> Before we move on, it's Joe Mama, J-O-M-A-M-A. Yeah, it's, you can follow uh, Courtney there. It does you have right some now. of your art. You do talk a little bit about what you're working on. Um, and then I think it'll be that TikTok where you do announce the other yep. TikTok that will be related more to the yep. comic book. But for 100%. now, like to stay it's connected to you, Courtney, go to Joe Mama. That's how I follow you. Yeah, J O M A M A. <laughs> and then for you, Brian, how do uh, how do people start following you? Um, mostly, I got a couple of different things. Uh, yeah. I got like a Twitter page is kind of fun, but mostly yeah. not. Um, but mostly, I do the Instagram. So. If you would search up my name, B-R-Y-A-N-V-R-E-E-L-A-N-D, you should get like a Howler3636, I think, is my Instagram handler. Okay. Look for, look for the Jim Lee Gambit Wolverine cover from Uncanny nice. X-Men. You'll find me right away. <laughs> right um, on, yeah. For Instagram. Otherwise, 
art of Brian Vreeland on Facebook. Yep. I pay just for art alone. I kind of post when I do commissions there as well. Um, I'll probably try to post a, a few pictures or panels that we want to give away some yeah. images on for the comic book. I've just got to be discretionary with him, what he wants to show. Yeah. I kind of told him we have to show them something. They want people want to see progress. They want to see yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah when, when I set up this Kickstarter, I'm a, I'm gonna mess with that Kickstarter today. I'm just gonna mess with some because I, I got it started, but it's just it looked blah to me. So I don't want to push out nothing that just yeah, looks yeah, yeah. lame, you know. It's, ah, so yeah. it's coming though. I can feel it. It's my it's coming. Yep. Very <laughs> <process>. good. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll put the links um below so that way people could just quickly follow both of you. But uh yeah, I, I think uh now after people start to hear everything that you're working on, the atonement saga, they're gonna want to know more information. And so Good, I got it for you got it. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. We'll make sure that they follow both of you. And then uh Brian, before we go, man, I, um Courtney made a, a comment about something that you're working on outside of this. Maybe yeah. Yeah, you want to give us a little bit or no? <laughs> Mine? Your comic, yeah. yeah. What you mean? Uh, yeah. Of course. Um, actually, mine, I have my own comic book. It's it's one of the ones taking forever. It's definitely a swan song kind of book because it's it's uh, delicate in nature only because of the, the content. Uh-huh. So pretty much it's called Native Force. Native Force. And it's about Native American indigenous people. So uh-huh. um you're an 80s, you're an 80s child, right? So if you've ever seen Marshall Bravestar, remember no, Marshall I Bravestar? Haven't. No, I haven't. Um, okay, so it's kind of a I kind of took a different approach. I wanted things that were a little different, things that were not necessarily traditional comic book mm-hmm. characters. Yeah. Um, it's pretty much a young woman who comes in her uh, her own and develops powers based off of the spirit animals that she acquires through trials. Nice. Um, and actually started off because I entered a contest for art through, I think it's Buddy Scalera. He's had a bunch of contests I, and I won the contest for nice. the post book they had. And then it was like, I developed a character and I developed this character and she's got the headdress on, which normally not, not traditional for women to have that, yeah, but she's yeah. got the headdress on and she's got like things I put in for her and I won't give too much of an information out of it, but it also tries to put um, a little more supernatural twist. So some of the antagonists are old Native American lore legends that come out yeah. in and are kind of follow suits. Like there's, I do a lot of research going, I'm part Native American too. Uh-huh. And you have, you'll see my banner has my, her head on it with my art nice. logo on it. But it's like a lot of like, there's these creatures that turn into owls and eat your insides out. Like, <laughs> it's interesting. So I'll make that. That sounds awesome out. to me. I like it. I saw it. I like it. So. <laughs> you I had, you had to eat your insides out, out, man. I you had me. Though. I saw <laughs> it. I, mean? like, I just what? don't want anything that's different. That yeah. maybe, but it's, it's, it's a definitely, it's definitely a delicate situation. I know They've had they've had very few small demographic in that area as a minority yeah. for comics. You have like sure. you know Warpath, Warp, my you know, X Force, and there's a few other ones out there. Yeah. Uh, people trying to develop and create. You know, like you know, uh, Rain. What was his name from like Gen Thirteen? Had one, mm-hmm. and yeah. I mean, there's only been like right. one strong main character like that by themselves. With his Shaman Sears was that way, mm. and they got a lot of slack for a while. People are like, "This is shouldn't do it like this." I'm like one. But people, if you don't show it out there, yeah, yeah, it gets it gets forgotten. Yeah, like I mean, part Native American, like you look at it and go, if you don't mention them, no one gets to exist in a way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the yeah. way happened is like pipeline comes out and the oil in like North Dakota. Now it's an issue. Now you see 
oh, in, in the news and now this is happening in general. That's where I'm kind of like, yeah. it shouldn't be just directed to a tragedy with nature or something's going on in the reservation. Right. It should be, that's how to make a strong impact on the culture. Yeah. So yeah. that's what this character is kind of coming into. Um, I said a little bit, a little bit of mystery, a little bit of detective work, a little bit of sci-fi, a little bit of nature. So it's going to be her going through her trials and gaining her, her markings. Like so when she gains a trial, she gains the element, she gains the spirit animal, she gains a marking on her body, yeah. war paint. Nice. It sounds um, like she. It sounds like she need to be in the atonement saga. <laughs> <laughs> right? Maybe, maybe she could. Maybe, maybe she need to be a character in the atonement saga. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? So is this all just written down? You don't have a uh, physical. I got a, I got, a, I got a full script. I gave my buddy, who, who another person I had was a writer. Yeah. Um, been working on trying to make sure that we give something to the person by background checks. We don't. Last thing we want to do is say, well. And I don't want to get generation narrow it down to one tribe either. I don't right. want to be like this is just Navajo, this is just Cherokee, yeah. this is whatever. I want to make sure it just is a global understanding. And maybe I might focus on this one's tribe's villain this time or right. situation, and then maybe this one so everybody gets a taste and everybody kind of feels accepted into the, the comic. Yeah. But it, it's got drawings and laid out, and it's every kicker's laid out front, back, side for yeah. villains and all the twists and turns and how they look and I, she's, I got a print of her already done with her <laughs> um, classic, classic old school image. She's at, she's at nice. moonlight. Some wolves watch her. She's bathing herself in the moonlight in the water. I love it. I love covered. it. Man. She's covered, but she's still not covered. So yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, that was awesome, man. Sounds awesome. for you. <laughs> so, I love it, man. That's what I'm bringing in. I think this point's different. I mean, she's, it's my baby for like ten years. Yeah. I just it's one of those times like you know you're at that spot too, and you're like, I'll get around to it. Yeah, I'll get around yeah. to it. Eventually, I'll get around to it. Eventually, <laughs> I'll get around to it. You get a little bit more. You get a little closer. You get a little closer. And that's why I kind of, with, with him, I kind of, you know what? He's closer than I am. Yeah. If I can help him get closer and get done faster, yeah. it makes sense to do that. Because right, what happens right. if I can get if I can get him going, if I can get Courtney going, I'll just call him, I'll call him CJ because it's easier yeah. now. That's my nickname. If I can get CJ going and get him rolling <laughs> and get suicide out there, guess what? I can step away from my job. Yeah. I yeah. can sit at home because it's going to be popular. It's going to be big. And then I can actually take, okay. I need, hey, Mac, I got like about a six month break from this. Okay, okay, and I'll go on myself. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That's I can, so if I can help him now, hopefully get a chance for me to give him a break later on. I can help myself. Nice, yeah. man. I love it. I love it. Well, gentlemen, I can't tell you how much I've appreciated this conversation. I'm hoping as we get closer to the Atonement Saga, we could do this again. That way we could help get your Kickstarter off the right way. Um, but in the meantime, I think a lot of people are going to be able to relate to this. What you got, Ryan? Oh, yeah, he had, he had some, ink, some ink stuff there. That is dope. Some ink stuff there. That is dope. I'll give you guys one quick, that's a little quick page. That's a... Well, that's the art looks fantastic, man. <laughs> it looks dope. And when I said, like, I was a lot of, was like, for him, it's just get it out there for him. Get yep. on the page, and I'll take care of the rest for him. Like I said, he does 90% of the work. I just kind of ink over and just, hey, this is be changed a little bit, fix this a little bit. And yeah. I tech with him. I say, you like it? Is it good? He's like, yep, it's, it's fire. I'm like, thanks a lot. Appreciate it, man. That is awesome, man. That is fire. <laughs> and I, I, have post, I have posted something on TikTok that now I think maybe I shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> All good, man. It's, it's All good, like, so it was like a panel of the third comic. That's, that's <laughs> what I did. That's that one where I was like, look, so y'all know I'm not just – yeah, playing around or something. I said, right. and I posted it. <laughs> yeah, I posted it, but whatever. Yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 I
Oh yeah, they're great stories. That's probably the best. Those are the best comic book stories I've ever had in my life. I tell them to this day still because they're so good to have when you're an artist and you're aspiring artist trying to get in the in the world and have people like your icons, you people you love. Yeah, do things that they did for me, like what Jim Lee did for me. Like I got death stares from people because what he what he did. But yeah. I mean, and with Silver Street, this great stories and that kind of like that's why I tell people before when, when I was younger. I'm like, you know what? When I get that spot, I gotta be like them. Like you hear great icons in um, comic industries, and you, you always don't always see it. Like Frank Mimo, it's not kind of it's not as what it used to be there. Like you build, don't stand in line too much for autographs. I kind of know that at conventions. Yeah, yeah. They're not sitting and waiting for panels, but it's, I think it should come back. Yeah, for sure. Back and done. I mean, people need to, to get like the rock star situation again, so people yeah. can feel inspired and work. I mean, Frank Miller, Frank Miller walks to the bathroom smoking cigarettes in the bathroom. <laughs> and people are calling him. He's still signing autographs on the way to and the way out and in the bathroom. Yeah. I'm like, he's like, I'm That's done like, my hours yeah. here. Let me go meet you in the lobby. I'll keep signing. I'm, I'm going to be that yeah. guy. Who's, you know what? Because you missed my time. Doesn't mean I'm not going to sign for you. Yeah, I'll exactly. sit. I'll be eating spaghetti dinners, signing autographs while you're bugging me. Yep, it's okay. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate I it very it. much because they're they're making your dreams come true. They're making your living come true. So that's that's my goal still is like get that that level of like yes, I mean my hamburger, but come on, I got how many shoes? Brian Vreeland, Brian Vreeland, Brian. <laughs> I love Thanks it. Thanks for buying the Thomas Saga. Thanks for buying the Yes, we're happy. Issue 100. Thanks for buying issue 100. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I love it, guys. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining the World at War Comics podcast. Um, I really would love to do this again as you guys get closer yeah. to that first issue and the Kickstarter. Um, I'll I've never done this up. before. I'm, this is awesome to me. Oh, it's awesome, man. Thank I love you just very talking much. comics, man. This is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll throw um, how people could follow you in the uh, comment section of uh, our YouTube page. Um, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining. It was a lot of fun. We wish you the very best. And if there's anything I could ever do, man, just let me know. Yeah. I thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah, you bet, gentlemen. Have a great uh, week. All right. You too. All right. Talk soon.